showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broadcasting. It's time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. And once again, welcome back. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help protect our community. They care about you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's want to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride in its strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes who contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to their website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel D. Girolamo, President. Exciting day, Assemblyman Doug Smith. Good to see you. Great to be here. You know, I'm looking at it right here on the screen. Assembly Bill 8528, 8528, Assembly 8528. I'm putting it out there for the folks, so write it down. Assembly Bill 8528. A couple of weeks ago, you heard it. We came up with the idea. You folks called in. We were all upset about what happened in New York City, whether it was Brooklyn, Harlem, I think also the Bronx, wherever, where police officers were literally, water was thrown at them, buckets were thrown at them, absolutely obstructed to performing their function as protecting you and I. And uh, so we have a bill here, and the bill says establish the offense of obstructing a police officer. That is the title, and uh, it is being sponsored by our very own Assemblyman Doug Smith with numerous co-sponsors that are there. This is just in the beginning, but uh, you folks had a lot to do with it. You called on. You gave your ideas. This is democracy at its best. We formulated the ideas. We put it into uh, written form. Our assemblyman here, Doug Smith, did his job and was able to get uh, it at least now in its genesis right now. There is a bill number. So, Doug, the folks listening could actually go online and show support for this. Is that how it works? Yeah, they can. uh, Well, what I would encourage if they want to call their member of the assembly and ask them to sign on. Now, we do have a lot of Long Island representatives signed on there. But if they want to call their senator and their assembly person, their state senator, that is, and ask them to sign on to Bill A8. Five two eight, uh, just to uh, get support for that. Right now, I'm speaking with uh, Senator Monica Martinez. Uh, okay. Her office is showing some interest, so I'm hoping that we can work across party lines to get the job done. You know, I think we all, and I've talked about it on your show. We all care about law enforcement, yes. so we want to make sure that uh, this uh, this does get done. And I'm excited about this because it shows uh, what we were able to do here just on our midday show, and the fact that we've got so many folks that listen to this and that care about this, and uh, Democrat Republican. It doesn't matter. They they are they're in favor of it. Our number here is six three one four five one one zero three nine. If you want to recomment about this, uh, again, it wasn't easy for the assemblyman to do this. This has received a lot of national attention, by the way. Uh, uh, I know uh, De Blasio was asked about it. He's he's indicating he'd go with it. Uh, Cuomo was indicating he would go with this bill. Yep. And I'm hoping this is going to be the bill because you know there's a lot of Johnny Come Latelys uh, or copycats. I just don't. I really hope they don't mix up the process. I really hope that they get behind the Smith bill. I really do. It's that important. I think we did our due diligence on this bill, uh, and we were very careful on how we worked it. Uh, We introduced it on your show a few weeks ago uh, and uh, asked the folks to call in and and give their thoughts. Uh, Our legal team in Albany, uh, who has extensive uh, experience writing this type of thing, they wanted to make sure the wording was was just right, where it was. um, It it didn't prohibit this from being used to enforce the type of uh, actions we're talking about. And it's not just spilling or dumping water, as you 
geometric. No, time. oh no, the the bill is written in such a way that it includes uh, a myriad of events that could take place in obstructing a police officer, which is exactly what the title is. And essentially, police have a very difficult job in terms of patrol function, foot patrol function, motor patrol function, making arrests on the street. All right, and you know, again, there was some pushback. Well, obstructing governmental administration. The beauty of it is that when police officers are involved in writing a law, they can tell you the specifics. Yep. And we already know that OGA doesn't work. Misdemeanor doesn't work. This con doesn't work. And this will work. This will work. I will guarantee if this Smith bill becomes law, which I which I predict it will a year from now. I hope okay, so. That would be great. It will, it will be it will be the bill that those morons who so saw fit you can't use that word, but I can <laughs> those morons that saw fit to do what they did to spark this bill would never do it because of the felony part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because even if you plea bargain that down, you still could have up to a year in jail. Yes. It's not worth it for them. Or oh well they're be. not gonna do I believe yeah. they're not gonna do it. They're gonna say, Well, why am I doing this? I'm risking a felony. And the word is gonna get out there among you know, there's almost like a moron code. Uh, they hear what's going on and they're going to say, can't do that anymore. You know, it's not a lot of fun anymore. Yeah, you can't do it. That's right, jerks. And uh, this bill gets passed. And I and I believe it will uh, that um, uh, it's going to be happy days to hear again. I, I hope so. It, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to see something coming out of Albany that's not attacking our police officers and making it harder for them to do their jobs. But, you know, we're getting uh, at least when you talk to people and you see the interviews, there is bipartisan support to protect law enforcement. And I think that this is the way to do it. I think we went about it the right way. We tried to uh, account for every eventuality and and account for that. So and we want something that's easy enough and flexible enough that law enforcement officers can actually use it. (laughs) You know, you you couldn't have said it. Obviously, you're in in consultation with the men and women on the street. You are. Because it has to be flexible enough. It can't just be spilling water. That wasn't the issue. The issue was the obstruction part of it and also the danger level because all of us, those of us who've served in the uniform, who've been out on the street, uh, the first thing that came to our minds, no one's thinking about water. If there's a liquid being poured on you, you're thinking of battery acid or or bleach or a mixture of all of that or anything that could be, including a cement mix where a transit office was killed in the early 90s by the same type of method. So uh, this is uh, this is a very exciting, uh, the bill, the number just came through uh, yesterday? Yeah, it? yesterday. So this is hot off the presses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, again, uh, that's Assembly Bill 8528. You can go up online. It's in its uh, early stages, but there are people signing on. And I'll, I'll make a public appeal to uh, to Senator Jim Gorin, to uh, Senator Monica Martinez, Democrats in the Senate. Yep. Uh, also, any Democratic members of the Assembly sign on to this. Your constituents want it. It doesn't matter whether you are left or you are right or you're middle of the road. You're suburban. You support the police. You know, get get going on this. You know, Doug? Yep. That's 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 how you get things done. And that's what people expect from me. My constituents expect me to put politics aside and get the job done. And, you know, we already have a lot of uh, local representatives. We have Ed Ra, Joe DiStefano, Michael Petri, Tony Palumbo, Andrew Garbarino, John Mikulin, uh, you know, a whole bunch from here on Long Island. So we need uh, we need more. And I'm going to ask this because I can't I mean, I recognize some of the names. Any Democrats on that list? Um, not yet. OK, come on, Democrats. <laughs> let's let's get on this thing right now. Be real. And I'm be I'm serious with this. You know, you, you can't make it. You cannot make any sort of reasoning not to sign on to this bill. I mean, really, it's a it's a 
It's a no-brainer. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to get angry, but I'm sure the Democrats will sign on to that. I have a lot of friends in the Democratic Party, and uh, they, they, they should be signing on. I to think this. they will. Yeah. All right. Let's... Again, a great thing, Assemblyman Doug Smith. I'm, I'm happy that you're doing this and that, uh, you know, we're moving in the right direction. You know, I don't want to get too much in politics, but I noticed when you came in, you wanted our, uh, we do the national anthem every day. You know, Doug came in and he saluted the flag and so on like that. Well, uh, I, I forgot all the names involved. Miami Dolphins, the owner of the Miami Dolphins is throwing a big fundraiser tonight in the Hamptons for uh, President Donald Trump. So the president is going to be uh, here on the East End. A big fundraiser, a lot of money going to be raised. But what, this is what I don't understand. You know, you could comment on this, you know, but uh, I forgot his name. But one of the uh, there was a, an exhibition game with the Miami Dolphins. So one of the uh, players for the Miami Dolphins decided to take a knee when our great national anthem. All right. So they're doing this. Then he went on to blast the owner of the Miami Dolphins, the guy that signs his paychecks. Doug, could you explain it to me? I mean, how does that happen? If, how, how do you like bite the hand that feeds you and you do it in such a high stretch a, a, in a political way because you don't want to stand for the national anthem? I, I don't get it. I think these guys, a lot of them are knuckleheads and they think that uh, they can't be replaced. And unfortunately, you know, there are probably hundreds of thousands of, of kids that are uh, well-equipped and that would love to take that job, you know? So, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, you know, the country gives you, this wonderful culture of ours, gives you an opportunity to play a child's game, football, <laughs> baseball, and you want to besmirch it by essentially going after your boss and essentially by saying that you don't want, you want to disrespect the uh, the national anthem. Uh, Kenny Stills was the name. Thank you for that. Uh, Joe Edelman did that. I, I saw him interviewed this morning, and I just didn't get it, you know. But do we honor free speech? Yes, we do, and so on. I'm just taking the aspect that we've all worked for people before. Yep. You're not going to do that to your boss. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, when I was teaching in the classroom, I had an instance where there was a student who wouldn't stand for the pledge in the morning. We still, I believe we still uh, recite the Pledge of Allegiance in yes. the morning. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure how to handle it first, so I, I just walked up to them and I said, hey, do you want to, I, I want to discuss this with you. What are you thinking here? And he goes, well, it's a free country. I don't have to stand for the pledge. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. We do live in a free country. We're not a communist country. No, dictatorship. Not, no, no. But that's why you should be standing. The yeah. fact that you don't have to. The fact that you know you don't have to pledge your loyalty to some uh, you know dear leader like in North Korea or uh, the Soviet Union. Uh, and and the fact is, we have people who fought for this country, who died for this country, people who returned that can't stand. Stand for those people. I said that's what I why I stand. And we you know let it go. The next day he stood. You know. You well, you made a point. I mean, you know, again, I'm not trying I, to browbeat him, but no, no. And, and of course, knowing you, I mean, you obviously presented an intellectual discussion on the issue itself. Privately, yeah. And, and, and privately, which is obviously the intelligent way in which to do that. And and I believe that we all have our personal choices to make. It's just that I, I get I get crazy with the Colin Kaepernick's and the Kenny Stills and, you know, people that are privileged. These are privileged people because of this wonderful nation of ours. And to go after his boss, and in addition, his boss had an answer to the media yep. over, over Kenny Stills, his employee. And his boss basically said, look, I'm, I'm here. I'm a New Yorker, even though I own the Miami Dolphins. I own a place out in the Hamptons. I've known Donald Trump for 40 years, okay? Yep. He's a personal friend. Now, whether you like the president or not, he does have friends. So his friend wants to raise some money for him So for his re-election campaign. So he has that right to do that and uh, not to have one of his low-level, by the way, <laughs> employees, because you are, by the time you get down to the player level yeah. on an organization like the Miami Dolphins, it is at a low level. We got a lot to talk about today. Assemblyman Doug Smith in the studio. I'm your host, Tom Schlero. Doug's here until the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to be taking your phone calls. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we round third, heading up to that two o'clock hour. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate, American bikers for awareness, training, and education. They promote safety on our roads for the two and three wheeled rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training, common sense laws, attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents where a driver is drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at 1-888-LI-ABATE or visit the website LongIslandAbate.org. Long Island Abate wants everybody to know, please watch those left-hand turns. Also brought to you by Manzoni Real Estate. Are you looking to sell your home or buy? Well, look no further. Manzoni Real Estate is a real estate broker that the MLS proudly rated number one here on Long Island. And that's not easy to do. See, this is a gimmick-free zone. Special circumstances, estates, divorce, all handled professionally. Ray Manzoni Real Estate is at the top one half percent of all realtors in the nation in the volume of sales. All you have to do is this. Call 631-928-1188. 631-928-1188. Or go to that website, www.manzoni.com. I mentioned your island with Tom Shalero and receive a line-protected supermarket bag. Let's get right back into it. Assemblyman Doug Smith here every other week. Uh, one of our major contributors on our Midday Live program actually gives us all of what's going on up there in Albany and just uh, also when we're celebrating a little bit so far that we do have an assembly bill number on a proposal that we started here on our Midday Live program and that was to protect our police officers in the performance of their everyday duties and it's called Obstructing a Police Officer. It's Assembly Bill 8528. I urge everybody to go up on the assembly website, look it up a Alpha 8528, and, and that will come uh, right up. Just uh, a lot also going out. Also, we are uh, live streaming right now on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, Your Island with Tom Shalero. And uh, also, you can comment, too, because we do read some of the comments while we are in practice right now. Let's go back to Assemblyman Ducksmith. So what's going on with this? I don't hear too much about it, but there's a, a natural gas moratorium, a pipeline. Give us the skippy on that, because that's important. So, uh, you know what? A lot of them, I've spoken to a lot of elected officials, and uh, many of them know about it. Some of them don't know about it. I think in the next two or three weeks, everyone will know about what's going on. Uh, right now, um, National Grid, which provides natural gas to Long Island, okay. uh, there is a, uh, they're stopping accepting applications because right now they've applied to put a pipeline from New Jersey to the Rockaways to uh, continue to deliver natural gas to Long Island. Now, uh, right now they're actually at capacity. So uh, to put that in perspective, on the 10 or 15 coldest days of the year, uh, National Grid actually has to bring trucks in these large tanker trucks to um, insert natural gas into the uh, service, uh, uh, you know, the pipes to, uh, to get I don't think to too many people know that. No. So you're talking about, you know, the 10 or 15 coldest days of the year. So they're already at capacity. So what they've said is we need this pipeline to deliver natural gas. And those um, are people that heat their homes by gas pipeline. Right. And, which is most people now on Long yeah, Island, am I right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and every new development, new businesses. So they've put kind of a an, an on hold. So any residential or commercial customer. Now, this is creating quite a, uh, an issue because you have the development right over here in Ronkakama, the Ronkakama hub. Yes, you know, yeah. We have sewer access now, which mm-hmm. that was a special sewer line had to be run to that, but now there's not going to be natural gas to it. Um, so uh, they need this, this, this pipeline to deliver this additional supply. We, we just, and when they add new customers, they consider it a 
30 to 50 year customer because you know when you when you're transitioning from or switching from oil to natural gas that's a, that's a large load over the course of years um, so that that right now that's a battle and uh, the D the New York State DEC which is under Governor Cuomo has uh, denied an application for National Grid to put this pipeline in and the pipeline would uh, give us uh, an idea where the pipeline would uh, it would uh, run turn. from uh, New Jersey uh, through the water to uh, the Rockaways and then connect there to Long Island okay so right now it's not in existence? It's not in existence. Um, okay. It would take about a year to build, right. uh, which is pretty quick. Uh, and many of the uh, building trades unions are supportive of that. Uh, Long Island Association supportive because the reality is we can't have new development without this. And I know you have Sarah Anchor on your program. Yes. She represents uh, a number of uh, 55 and over communities yes. that heat their homes with electric. Yes. And they consistently, I think that's Leisure Glen, yeah. the Leisure uh, They're getting killed price-wise. Oh, completely. Killed. It, it, so it's not a feasible on Long Island, it's not feasible to heat your home with electric. It just yeah. isn't. It's too expensive. Uh, so this right now is a major issue. So right now, what I'm working on, um, we're going to be getting a briefing next week with all the elected officials on Long Island, Nassau, and Suffolk County, uh, with National Grid to explain what exactly is happening. Uh, and then, I mean, I, I'm calling on the governor to, and I, I've... I don't take this lightly because I consider myself to be an environmentalist. I yes. support the environment. Right. I, right. I supported the bill to ban drilling off the yep. coast of Long Island. Yep. Um, I want to increase penalties on illegal dumping and mining. Yes. So I'm an environmentalist. But at the same time, to develop on Long Island for any new development, you're talking about a new restaurant that wants to open up on Main Street. Mm they're not going to be able to put in a new application or a resident. You could have, you know, many people have a line running in front of their house, but maybe their house is not connected to that line. Uh, they're not going to be able to connect now because of this. It's not it's not a moratorium yet, but they're not processing any new applications. And right now they have on hold 19,000 residential and commercial units that are waiting. This, this is big news. Oh, completely. This is this is um, a big concern. And mm -hmm. it's something that, uh, you know, this week I spent some time looking into. Um, and, you know, it looks like that this pipeline could be constructed safely. You know, that, right. that's a, that, that was a concern right. is that, uh, you know, you don't want uh, natural gas leaking into the ocean. That's not something. Not, no. uh, but it looks like it can definitely be constructed safely and uh, efficiently. But in order to develop, you know, everybody thinks of the sewer capacity because my, my district, most of my district does not have sewers. And, uh, even if we got sewers without this uh, fuel, we're not going to, you know, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, use oil heating for every single new development if you have. And the Ronkonkoma Hub right behind us here in Ronkonkoma, uh, it's 1,450 apartment and condo units. I mean, that's that's a lot of units uh, to try to heat that with either electric or oil. That's just not uh, really feasible. No, I mean, I, I'm again, I'm, you're educating me to this. Uh, I guess I get too involved with these other issues. You sometimes this is new. Yeah, I don't even have, have even heard too much about it, but I think it's big because you you articulated well. It's a uh, it's a residential issue. It's a commercial issue, and then as a result of both, economic issue. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you can't open a new business, you're not hiring people. Those people are not paying taxes. You know, again, big. Big, big issue right here with this. Right. So this is something that, you know, I, I, I try to, I, you know, what I do as an elected official, I, maybe I get this from my predecessor, Al Griff, uh, because people people would always say, Al, do you have a crystal ball? Because you always know what the folks are talking right, about. And we right. said, no, we just listen to people. Yeah. So we have our ears open and, and there are um, local businesses that are asking me, hey, 
I'm not, my application's on hold. I can't expand. I can't add seats to my restaurant. Mm-hmm. I can't rent to new tenants in my commercial office building. Um, and that's a, that's a real business. concern. Yeah, and I'm here at 631-451-1039, speaking with Assemblyman Doug Smith. Uh, just a lot of you know, issues to this, too. I, I got to ask this, though. So where are the political philosophies on this? I and mean, I'm talking about the Democrats and Republicans. It, you know, to me, again, just like I look at our Assembly bill obstructing a police officer, there's got to be bipartisan support for this because the folks need this. There is. There is uh, all of our. I believe there's a elected official. Uh, all the town supervisors, I believe, signed onto a letter. Democrat uh, and Republican. Democrat and Republican saying that this is something that's needed. I believe I haven't seen it, but I, I did hear that Laura Kern and Steve Blown sent a letter asking on this. The Long Island Association, Kevin Law, they're asking for this to move forward. So it's not even a Democrat Republican issue. It's just an issue. But the question now is, and I'm delving into this. I'm doing my research to try to do my due diligence because there are some of my colleagues. We talked about this months ago in the assembly. Some of my colleagues in New York City said, no, 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 the, the natural gas company is being ridiculous. They're just holding their breath. And, uh, you know, they're, they're likening it to a staring contest to see who blinks first. But the reality is, and I've done the research, there's no blinking. Mm-hmm. This is, they're at capacity. Uh, the government that New York City requested that uh, National Grid do an independent study to prove that they're at capacity. So they actually did an independent study to look at the whole system. Uh, and it looks like... It's it's accurate. They, well, they, they bond this new. out, I guess, or or would this have to be uh, again uh, put onto the ratepayers? I that I'm yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I, I uh, much of my district is not natural gas. A mm. lot of it is uh, you know oil and things. But but uh, there are enough uh, like commercial rate and they are requesting a rate increase. I'm sure that's built into that as well. Um, that that's National Grid. They're asking for a rate increase on that. But but um, you know so that that's going to on that end. But uh, the DEC at the moment has denied their application. New, New Jersey DEC, because this now has to be approved by New York two and states, New Jersey. Yeah, two states, yeah. So that's both governors have to come together and say this is something we need. And it's uh, it's unfortunate sometimes because since we are on an island, mm-hmm. we're sometimes held hostage to a lot of these yeah. uh, negotiations and things. I, I know a few, few years ago I talked to a uh, wind company that were looking to do wind turbines. And my mm-hmm. question was, that's great. I support the green energy. But what is the cost per kilowatt hour? Mm-hmm. And they said to me at the time, this was maybe 2014, they said, well, the lowest we could do is maybe 15 or 16 cents per kilowatt hour. And I said, well, right now, we're at that time, LiPo was buying power at 10 cents per kilowatt hour, which was too high. So I said, so if 14 or 15 and demand is going down for electric, how do you figure this is going to be good? And their answer was, well, you're on an island, so you really don't have much of a choice. You know, the costs matter. And and your listeners know that. Yes, of course. (laughs) Number here is 631-451-1039, speaking with Assemblyman Doug Smith. Just uh, I, I, ho- I wish you success. Now, would this require legislation come January? No. This is no. just an application with the DEC. It, it's going to come down to what the governor does. And I think the governor wants to do this because he, I, I think he recognizes it's needed. But right now he's battling with, uh, you know, environmentalists who have concerns about, you know, anytime you put in any anything. And I, I mean... It, what, even when we're talking about the wind turbines off the coast of, coast of Long Island, you still need to interrupt the waters because we need to put those massive cords oh, and, there, and those, uh, not cords, but those cables that need to. So either way, you're, you're still putting something in, uh, in the ocean there. So yeah. 
So that's a uh, that, that, that that's a concern. But this is something that's really breaking news because, and I think I think there's I, I, we heard on the right over here uh, a uh, radio advertisement. So this is gonna I think the people are gonna start to hear this a lot. Start more. to hear. I'm glad we were able to to speak a little bit about it right now because I have to feign some ignorance, you know, towards this and how important uh, this is. I mean, energy is always an important issue. Yeah. And and whatever it takes. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. Let's hear what James over in Calvinton has to say. Hey, James. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, in today's Newsday, there's, uh, they're going to do a study on the wind power thing, mm. on the offshore wind power thing. Um, and it's an independent study that's going to cost $2 million. Um, what I don't understand is, why does it cost $2 million or even $100,000? They're not going to go out in the ocean. They're not going to leave their office. They're just going to calculate how much it's going to cost and how much they're going to make. And why does that cost $2 million? And they're doing this all the time. You know, before they do this thing, this pipeline that'll go through the, you know, from New Jersey to, to New York, they'll do a $5 million study, an ecological study. And no, there'll be no boats in the water. Nobody will actually go there. So uh, this is another colossal waste of money. You know, it's a big uh, bunch of fraud, if you ask me. And what I understand is if the governor of of New York and the governor of New Jersey knew that this was happening and knew that all these businesses weren't going to be able to um, break into the, you know, the existing gas. Why are they waiting till now? You, you know, you said like 19,000 people can't hook up now. Why are they waiting till now? Because when you said it's going to be a year to build the thing in New York, that means five years. Maybe, well, we don't know that. Maybe 10 years. Yeah, we'll I'm getting see. off. Okay, thanks. Man. Well, I, to speak to that and, and to what you're saying now, my I wish my wife was here because she's an environmental scientist and she okay. does a lot of this stuff, right. the environmental permitting. Right. And uh, part of what she does is companies uh, will hire her company or even uh, a town or a village in, you know, she works out in Nassau. They'll hire her company to do a lot of these uh, environmental permitting things. And what they're doing, I mean, to what James is saying, you know, a lot of times they're not necessarily out in the field, but sometimes they are. Yeah, and I mean, you need the studies. I mean, how do right. you not have the studies? I mean, you have to have the studies to see the the, the impact to it. And, and you know, I, I don't know any way around it. You know? And I mean, my wife, part of her job is basically people say, can we build this? And uh, they want to hear it from her. No, you can't build this before they put right. in the application. And it takes months right. to, to And we, I, I remember we had the study about the tunnel underneath the Long Island. Right. I actually like that idea. I think it would be a great idea. But it, it was a, a study and it just decided they weren't going to do it. So I guess the study indicated not to do whatever yeah you have any knowledge of that study just yeah i um i I think the i forget what the cost was it was tens of billions of dollars it was a lot of money (laughs) to build that tunnel but i'll tell you i think what economic benefit that could be you know without a doubt when when you think what it takes to move goods and services off of long island when you have to go around the city and and obviously the ferries are good but more for residential folks and so on not necessarily for commercial trade so we see that too you know uh we spent a lot of time this week we only have like a few minutes left uh obviously talking about the uh the, the, the tragic events in this country over at El Paso and uh, and Dayton, Ohio. Um, this is on our Congress. Yeah. You're a member of the state legislature, obviously. But do you, you see any movement in New York next year to tighten up some of these laws? And uh, To me, there's only one objective. We need to take these uh, mechanisms of death away from those people that are truly uh, issue-oriented in terms of demons in their head and so on. I, I try to make it as simple as that. What do, what do you see on the horizon here? 
here in New York State. I mean, I think we've done a lot in New York, but there is definitely... And we have. I want to say that, yeah. There's definitely an appetite for doing that. And, and the key is, and I, you know, I'm a Republican. I, can, I count myself as a conservative Republican, mm-hmm. but I've supported uh, common sense measures yes. that, you know, it, that keep guns out of the hands of people who would maybe use them or are not of right and sound mind. You know, and I think in terms of background checks, I think people support, by and large, even Republicans support yeah. background checks. NRA on, members support background yeah. checks, you know. So, I, I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, I, I think is needed on the federal level. Thank God we've not had any shootings here in New York uh, yeah. of that scale, um, you know. And and I, I do wonder if, if part of it is the fact that we have some of these stringent laws. Now, some of the laws I do think go overboard, but right. I think we do have certain things in place. Um, and this year, you know, we... Well, and I agree with you, Doug. I mean, I looked at the uh, the uh, the Gilroy Garlic Festival in Northern California a week before last week and the wretched events of last weekend. And that individual had to cross into Nevada mm. to purchase his mechanism of death and his what demons in his head in order to, to procure the, the horridness. And if it wasn't for quick acting police officers, it would have been a lot worse in that Northern California incident. And, and I try to analyze it. What is it that, that can be addressed? And when I see that the uh, Walmart shooter walked in with a 150 round drum attached to his weapon, you have to ask yourself the question, are these items something that should be, and I'm going to use the word severely restricted, as they are in New York. Right. You know, I, right. I think magazine capacity in New York is negligible when you yeah. think about it compared to uh, compared to that. Is that something that you think? I mean, I think that's something on the national level they have to look at, or even state by state, but uh, something that's definitely been neglected has been mental health. I mean, yeah. our schools are begging for additional funding to hire mental health professionals. Um, they've done surveys, and every single school has said if they had additional money, they would work on mental health. We need new social, you know, additional social workers, guidance counselors, uh, psychologists, but, you know, I think that that's something, uh, and you know, I am concerned about the rhetoric. I really am. I, yeah. I think it's dangerous. And, you know, I'm relatively young. I'm, I just turned 29. I'm, <laughs> I, I saw it on Facebook. We wished him a happy birthday here from LI News Radio. We did that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, but it, it does disturb me when I when I watch this. And I watch people in both parties, but, you know, even my own party, I, and I see some of the rhetoric. And it's deeply disturbing, you know. And, and for me, I'm the type of guy who I'm pretty moderate, even though I count myself as a conservative Republican. I'm fiscally conservative, socially. You know, I kind of want the government kind of out of a lot of people's right, lives right. like that. But uh, but in terms of, of this, I mean, it, it, we we need to tone, tone it down. We need to stop fighting one another and come together. We're all Americans, you know, and, and our communities, we try to do good things. And I really, you know... I really wish the president would, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a blame Trumper, but some of the things he tweets, I, I, I can't support I, I, the I think, tweets. I think there's uh, blame in a lot of these cases for the divisions, not for this incident. No. The blame belongs to the, the actor. Absolutely. Case, you know, uh, I, I think we can probably have better discourse between right. the Democrats and the Republicans and those of us who agree or disagree on the issue in order to come up with some, you know, solid, uh, solid points. You know, one of the things that came up uh, in, during this week was the, uh, the uh, red flag laws. And uh, the first I heard of it was we passed one here in New York. You right. Talked about it. Um, so, yeah, we have red flag laws in New York. And last year, I actually supported the bill. This year, I was concerned because, and, it, and last year's bill did not become law. This year's bill did. But the way it was tweaked, um, 
it was very loose on how long. So if, if Tom, if you crashed on my couch for a week, mm. you would be considered somebody who's domiciled with me. And if you right. came out five years later and said, you know, Doug right. Smith's a nut job, you know, well, take away his guns. Uh, you know, former Assemblyman D. Murray was in the studio yesterday, and he said that there should be protections built into the law, due process protections. Right. The one that passed New York, were those protections built in? Not, not, not really, not because right. essentially, and, and they did include a piece where school officials could contact, but, you know, if I said... I'm concerned about Johnny's mental health. Uh, then they can go in and take Let's, Johnny's parents. We're going to take our last call. I, I want to get people in uh, before you leave, uh, Doug. We've got Joe over there in Ridge. Get yeah, Joe. You're on the air, yeah, sir. Hey, Joe. How you doing there? Just wanted to tell you, my daughter had an experience with somebody, a girl who was harassing her okay. and uh, making things very uncomfortable. And uh, the school didn't do anything about it. I went and I called the father. He was very lackadaisical about it. Mm. Finally, I called the Suffolk County Police, and they told me they couldn't do anything about it until there was a crime committed. I should go to family court. What I think, what I think should be done is in each precinct there should be a gentleman, a policeman, who handles particular issues like this because yeah. a lot of kids are depressed today. Yeah. All they do is stay on those video games. They're loners. And they escape under the radar because people say, well, you know, he could do this, he could do that. But I think that it demands a little bit more scrutiny. That mother of the guy who went in and shot all those people That's right, yeah. called the police, not because of that he had a gun, because she was concerned that he had a gun. That's right. And I think That's the right. officers should have picked up on it. That's right. That's a good point. And the, uh, it was, that was the Allen, Texas Police Department. And the officer basically said what the law was. Look, he didn't do anything wrong, you know. Maybe that's got to be something we've got to consider. I'm open to anything in order to prevent these horrible tragedies that took place last week. Joe, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Doug Smith, final word. Man, not going to see you now for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, uh, well, we'll leave off the summer. I hope everybody has a great summer. And thanks so much, Tom. And thanks to your listeners for the hard work on this police officer's bill. You know, we need to protect our cops. And, and I think and, and we all care about them. And, and you carried this bill. Uh, we've got a lot more work to do. We're going to say call your member of Assembly. Let them know how you feel about Assembly Bill 8528. Uh, let's get moving on this. We're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Tom Schleyer. Great, great segment coming up next, folks. We'll be right back. 